0: This is a CNA podcast. Doors are closing. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Work It. My regular partner in crime and co-host, Adrian, is on a much-needed vacation. So it'll just be me having a chat with my guest today. And it is on an issue that's close to my heart. Motherhood, managing a family, and having a career. I've written about the ever-present push and pull that women face in the workplace. From dealing with guilt, to the impossible standards of having it all. And decisions they will have to live by whether they choose to care for their kids or to continue balancing their careers with their families. The thing is, once children enter the picture, life gets a little untidier. But it doesn't always have to be in a bad way. Some people have help and they get by quite well. Others don't and maybe find themselves exhausted when the kids are young. Have things changed from a decade ago? What do women want? Is it an old-fashioned approach to think of kids and career as binary choices? What are the small slings and arrows that make life challenging, especially if you're a woman leader? With me in the studio is Holly Fang. She is Director of Financial Partnerships and Singapore Government Affairs at fintech firm Airwellex. Holly is also the mother of a toddler. Welcome to Work It, Holly. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Let me just start by giving our listeners a little bit of an introduction. Perhaps you can tell us, how did you end up in a fintech company? I know you did economics in university. Are there links to the two?
1: Um, Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) When I graduated from university, my first job was actually with the Economic Development Board, with the Mm, government, doing investment promotion. So I was there for quite some time. And then I decided that I want to get my hands dirty. I want to dive into the deep end of the startup world. Right. So I actually started with a data company called App Annie. Okay. I was there for a couple of years and then I decided that I want to do something that I'm a bit more passionate about. Something that I felt people can relate directly to and I feel that payments, financial services, mm. it's everywhere. Yeah. Whether or not you're in the industry, it impacts you directly. Yeah, And so took a leap of faith and joined Airwallex.
0: Tell me about the baby part.
1: You decided to have kids is a conscious decision or just came about? The funny thing is, on the way here, I was thinking, okay, if Crispina is going to ask me to introduce myself, <laughs> what am I going to say? In my line of work, I deal a lot with external partners. Mm. I'm very good at introducing myself and what I do at work. But I thought, okay, today I'm going to start off by introducing myself as a mother. Oh, I'm in a very good place now. Because I feel like this is what I've always wanted. I wanted to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of gone past the first very difficult year where now I can really enjoy being a mom to a very cute toddler who calls me mom. Being a mom has been something that I've always wanted to be. Growing up, my mom was very present in my life. She was a stay-at-home mom. My grandmother, when she was still around, she was also a very present maternal figure at Mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. And they both had kids really young. My grandmother had my mother when she was 19, right. and my mom had me when she was 24. That's young. Very young, yes. So for me, I've always thought I want to be a young mom. Now, my mom is only in her mid-50s. Yeah. We have a very close relationship, and she's very involved in my life. I wanted to be that kind of mother to my kid as well. But then life happens, career happens, and I only just had my child when I was 32. Mm-hmm. So already, I feel like I'm behind my personal schedule <laughs> in life.
0: Your schedule is not very different from other young women your age. The difference between you and your mom stuck. She was a stay-at-home mom, so she could dedicate her time to you and your siblings. So what's been the biggest change? You mentioned that the
1: one year was tough. I can imagine how I had a tough time. For anyone who knew me before, they would know that I was, and I think I still am a very intense person. I like to stay in control. Mm. But I think the first year postpartum, I was completely out of control of my body, my time, Mm -hmm. my life, my mental state. And that was for me the most difficult to just not know what to expect mm-hmm. to not know whether if something were to happen is it normal is it okay am yeah. I being a bad mom will my child survive yeah. <laughs> I think that was really difficult for me I can tell you that that's perfectly normal <laughs> I had these
0: feelings as well because I was a journalist so used to having these crazy hours and everything is within my control and then you have this completely uncontrollable kid who is crying because he says colleague so I totally understand that so let's get to the focus of our discussion. Over the years, we have a white paper out on gender equality. The government is very committed to improving parity among genders. This includes encouraging employers to be more flexible in understanding their women workforce and, of course, for men to shoulder greater caregiving responsibilities as well. What do you feel is the difference in your generation? about what women want as mothers, as workers?
1: I feel like we're very lucky in that we grew up never having to worry about gender equality. Mm. In Singapore, in our day and time and age, my friends' social circles have never once felt that there was a imbalance or right. discrimination or that I was not as good as someone else because I'm female. Yeah. And we're very lucky in that sense. Yeah. I think women grew up in this age feeling very empowered mm. that they are just as good if not better maybe in yeah, some things Yeah, I feel that it's not such a big burden on us to have to make a choice between mm-hmm. maybe staying at home and being a full-time mom versus having a career
0: right.
1: I think for a lot of us we can have it both and we can do well in both So you have friends who manage to balance both Do you have friends who choose to stay home take care of your kids? Um To be honest, I think I have more friends who chose not to have kids at this age Ah, and stage. That's where the problem for the government lies. I
0: think so. Yes. (laughs) Why do you think that
1: is? Is it because they're worried they are not able to juggle two things at one time? My friends now in their early to Mm mid-30s, they do not care so much about social pressures or what people around them expect of them. Like for women, when you're 30 or in your 30s, you should be thinking about birth giving. If not, it's too late. (laughs) You see a lot in the media of people having children later and later in life and people getting self-satisfaction from other things like career, furthering their studies, Mm -hmm. their hobbies. And I think my friends are like that. They don't talk about having a family or having a kid to fulfill them. You're right. The current generation,
0: they're quite lucky. We don't really see that much in terms of inequality. But we're still something like 54th out of 156 countries, which is not bad. Not bad. Zero is total inequality. One is equality. So 0.7, pretty decent. Pretty good. There are still cases of women still underrepresented in terms of top jobs in Singapore men are still paid a lot more according to the data. They ask for promotions and they get it.
1: Do you think that's the case? Mm, I still think men and women sometimes are viewed a bit differently at work. Like you said, if a woman is intense or aggressive, they're viewed as, I don't know if this is out on radio, like a
0: (laughs) You're not allowed to say that, but it starts with a B
1: and ends with a H. You don't have a male equivalent word for that. So if a guy is being aggressive, they're just good at their job, they're firm. Right. You still see that in workplaces? I do. Mm. I do. Because I get told that I'm very aggressive. Oh. So, so I feel it.
0: Whether or not it's true, I don't know. And that comes up in my conversations with people, especially when women go up the ranks. They feel like they need to behave a little bit differently compared to male counterparts. How do you have to navigate around these things, differences that you see? Did you have to cope or change the
1: way you are? How do you deal with it? I feel a need to want to be liked. Mm. Sometimes when there are things that I feel very strongly about and I put my foot down... I'm told that I'm being very aggressive. Mm. I do spend a lot of time mulling it over, thinking about how I could do it better. Maybe I should add a, I think, I suggest, before I say something next. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes I also observe like my male counterparts. Do they do that as well? Mm. Do they? Not as much. I do see women across all levels always trying to take a slightly more gentle approach to say that I would suggest or based on what I've seen, I think What do you guys think? What do you think? I would love to hear your thoughts. (laughs) I do see that a lot. Yes, for sure.
0: Hi, my name is Steve Lai. And I'm Teresa Tang. And we are the hosts of the new podcast, CNA Correspondent. From New York to Bangkok, join us as we kick back and chat with our colleagues across the globe about the latest news developments. Look out for our weekly episodes wherever you get your podcasts. The focus of this pod is the balancing part, framing around women who have to manage careers. Earlier, you said that your generation feels that you're capable, you have help, you have the resources to be able to manage both. But surely, there must be some leakages, right? So, in your experience over the last year and a half, and raising a kid as well as making sure that you're on top of your work, what were some of the tensions that you had to overcome
1: One of the biggest challenges for me was mom guilt. Oh, yes. It's real. It's real. When I'm just a single, independent woman, I could do whatever I wanted. And I love working. Yeah. So for me, work gives me energy. I'm super passionate about it. I can think about it all day. And I don't think about it as work because I'm actually out there solving problems. Yes. But immediately after having a child, I started thinking of it as a burden. Maybe it was postpartum depression, Mm. hormones, Mm. I don't know. But it really weighed down on me. Mm. I felt like I had to do it, not so much because I wanted to do it. And mm. that was that. definitely that few months when I felt a struggle. But I think it got better. And talking to a lot of people at work and at home, I realized that people all go through that. Yep. It's very common for new mothers to go through this emotional turmoil yes. because they just became a mom. Yeah. They don't exactly know what is really expected of them to be yep. a good mother. Yep. Everybody will start out wanting to give they're all. Mm. And when they feel like they're giving a little bit less, then the guilt sets in. Yes. But slowly over time, I realized that actually by letting go, I'm making life easier for everyone around me and myself okay. included. And then I realized that I'm actually setting back into a new normal where mm. I find balance between being a mother and finding my old self back, mm. which was being good at work and being able to spend quality time back to problem solving and doing right. the things that I find meaning in.
0: When you say letting go, basically not to be so hard on yourself. If let's say you didn't do this or you didn't do that at work or at home with the kid, to say that that's okay. It's really part of the transformation that you're going through, right? Yes. I think a lot of people underestimate how transformative it is.
1: Yeah. (laughs) To be a brand new parent. I gave birth two weeks before my EDD. Okay. But all the way leading up to it, I was telling everybody, "Don't worry, I'm gonna work until I deliver because I feel great." <laughs> you know. And I remember actually having a one-on-one with one of my team members when I was in the hospital in a gown <laughs> because I felt so good. I'm like, I'm just gonna cruise through this yeah. like piece of cake. <laughs> and then the moment I went back home from the hospital, it all set in. Yes. And that was like, oh my god, what am I going to do with this baby, baby. this <laughs> tiny fragile thing? who's not drinking milk, yes. doesn't know how to latch on. And right. it was just from there, it was just downhill.
0: I was working right up to the day before I gave birth. Wow. <laughs> I induced because I told my boss, I don't want my water bag to burst in the newsroom or when I'm interviewing <laughs> anybody. So I'm taking charge and I'm going to fix the date.
1: Anyway, yeah. It's good actually for women to share these stories. Then you realise that you're not alone there are other people who also go through the exact same things that you do that's why it's important to share that it's okay to go through these valleys
0: eventually it'll come to an equilibrium okay so care is quite an important part we'll come to the workplace in a bit but what kind of support do women need when they have children what do you kind of need to accept about the care that's being given in your absence
1: Having a support network is so important Mm. to a new mom. The most important is the husband, the spouse, being there, being understanding. I think I was very lucky with that. And then having my mom, that was very important. So my parents actually live overseas. I've been in Singapore on my own for a long time. Mm. In my 20s, I was just so focused on work that I didn't really see my parents as much, didn't connect with them as much. But when I became a mom myself... I really understood what my parents had to go through mm. to raise me and my brother. Yeah. And she brought us closer together. That's great, right? That was really good. I actually really appreciated that. And I feel like my relationship with my parents have never been better. better. Mm. That really helped. That was the emotional support that I really needed. And then having friends who are going through the same thing yeah. was very helpful. I had friends who have had many children already to be there to tell me that it's okay. Yes. You are going to be the best mom for your baby. Yep there's no one else who will be better because that's your baby. That really helped. Um, that's so, good advice. Yeah. So I'm very, very grateful. And of course, I think at work, my bosses, my colleagues, my team, everybody has been extremely supportive. Mm. I've never felt any sort of insecurities right. about what's going to happen to my job if I take an extended break right. or if I'm not going to reply to my email, will I be cut out of the loop forever? Yeah. I've never had that cross my mind at right. all. I think my bosses really gave me the sense of trust and security that you do what you have to do, be there for your kid, mm-hmm. recover, and when you're ready, come back. So that's the second
0: part of the equation. Next to your spouse and your mom, your boss is quite important in this relationship. It's quite easy to say, let's be flexible and understand. I've run teams where the entire team is made up of women with kids. And there are always child emergencies. How do you balance between understanding that they are parents first, and that's such an important job, but also delivering the kind of things that you need to deliver where you are at? the pace must be punishing. So the push and pull of that
1: is not so straightforward, right? Yeah, definitely. Interestingly, I didn't realise this before, but after I became a mom, Mm. I realised that the way that we look at things, like my perspectives have changed. In the past, I would think everything is urgent. Everything needs to be done right away. (laughs) I feel bad about this, but I have to admit that before being a mom myself, I wasn't the most understanding to parents on the team who actually had to focus on other priorities. Mm. Work is not their only thing in yeah, life. Yeah. But after I became a mom, I realized that actually some things can wait. So what if you send an email out like one, two, three, even three days later? It's not the end of the world. Sure. And sometimes when you actually sit on something for a while, it lets you think of a better way maybe to address mm. the situation. That's quite an
0: important point. When you become a parent, suddenly your perspective changes and you're not so impatient anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You're forced to learn how to be patient. Yes. <laughs> because I have boys. So naturally, that was something I had to learn because I'm terribly impatient. What have you learned about yourself? It's a hard question to answer, but what makes you productive and happy? What makes you a good leader? I know some studies show that when women become parents, they actually become better leaders. You agree? Mm, That
1: would be a question for my team. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that I am... More understanding, more patient, for sure. I think the first few months when I came back from mat leave Mm. and I was talking to my team and I was saying that, all right, everybody, I want us to all prioritize being kind to one another. Wow. (laughs) And then one of them was like, Holly, are you okay? (laughs) Are you on medication? (laughs) It's something that we just need to constantly remind ourselves because I received so much kindness during the time that I was way during the time when it was difficult, I needed people to give me some space, some time to recover. And everybody was just so supportive and understanding that I feel like it's important now for me, now that I've gone past that period, to also maybe pay it forward, be kinder, be more understanding as a leader.
0: Before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, what advice would you give to a young woman thinking about having kids or maybe a young mom having kids and then wanting to also do well in her career?
1: If I were to give an advice to myself, if I were to do this all over again as a young mom, Mm. I would say be easy on yourself. Sometimes you just need to learn to let go. Trust the people around you. You know They love you. They're there for you. And be ready to ask for help because you never know, right? People are actually just... They're there to help if only you will take it. I think Singaporeans may have some
0: trouble asking for help. Yes.
1: I think we're all like, okay, I can do this on yes, my own. Yes. <laughs> I don't need anyone. But actually, I realized that when I did start letting go and asking for help, I felt much better. I felt like I was a better mom because my mm-hmm. kid got more support. I felt like I was doing better at work mm-hmm. because it allowed me to take a step back, look at things from maybe a bigger picture and not really jump into things right away. It allowed you the mental space
0: also, right? Yes, the mental space, that's right. To be able to focus on work, which is quite important. So,
1: are you going to have more kids? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) This made me think back to the painful few months and I'm like, "Mm, one and done. (laughs) One and done. But he's a lucky boy. He's made me very happy. I think I've never been happier. Oh,
0: that's so lovely to hear. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed our conversation, Holly. Very much so. Thank you, Christina. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Holly as much as I did. Next week, Adrian is back and we tackle an interesting topic, working with colleagues who are non-Singaporeans. Meantime, the team that works hard behind the scenes are Daniel Lee, Joanne Chan and Jacqueline Chan. And I'm Crispina Robert signing off.